We have all had painful events in our lives that can lead to depression, anxiety, addiction, or broken relationships. But here's a secret. It is not about what happened to us that causes suffering. It's the stories we believe about ourselves. Join us as we shine light on how to rewrite our stories, avoid the shadows of shame, and travel along the pathway to joy, love, and connection. It's the Finding Peace Podcast with your host, Amazon best-selling author, Troy L. Love. I was speaking with a fellow clinician today who happens to live alone, and she said that she's going crazy because she doesn't have the ability to connect with other people. We have moved all of our counseling and coaching services online, which is a blessing because we still have the ability to help people find greater peace. At the same time, it's exhausting. I was talking with my wife last night, and she is a school teacher, and she is starting to do classrooms online as well. And she said, wow, sitting in front of a screen all day is exhausting. It's a different kind of experience. It's not something that we're usually used to. And I agreed. I said, yeah, sitting in front of a computer and talking to my clients all day is a little challenging because I don't get to get up and move. I can't write on my whiteboard sometimes like I do. I I don't get to walk over to my bookcase and pull out a book. There's a little bit more restriction and it's a little bit more limiting. And the most disappointing thing is that we don't really get to be able to connect physically, a handshake, a pat on the back, a smile, as as like we used to. And so the colleague who was talking to me this morning said she can't wait until this whole COVID-19 thing gets over. And I wholeheartedly agree. Depending on where you are in the world, things are either calming down or they're starting to get a little more intense. But it appears that we're going to be riding this COVID wave for at least a couple more weeks to several months. This morning, I got an email from a colleague who forwarded an email from somebody who's unspecified. It identified that this clinical psychologist had had 31 sessions this past week where every single connection that he had, every single client that he saw was with the singular focus of COVID-19 and how it's becoming more emotionally draining and worrisome and the anxiety is shooting through the roof and likely symptoms of depression are increasing. And so the email gave a list of some tips that we can use to improve our mental health during a time of quarantine and during a time where we really aren't supposed to be reaching out and connecting to other people in a physical way. And so I wanted to share this list with you, and I've included the email content in my show notes. Unfortunately, it doesn't identify who wrote it. It just identified that this was a student, and so I'm not wanting to take credit for something that's not mine, but I thought that the ideas on the list were really good. The first idea is to stick with a routine to go to bed at the same time, and to wake up at the same time. And I have to tell you that routine is really, really important for me and my mental health. It seems like on the times when my children are out of school, 
because it's spring break or Christmas vacation or during the summer, when they're out of school and they don't have to go to school at a regular time, that throws my schedule completely out of whack as well. When my children are in school and they have to get up and go to school at a particular time, that pushes me to get up earlier, walk the dogs, spend some time with my spiritual walk, and then taking my kids to school and then going to the gym to work out before I actually go to work. And that schedule really helps me in my self-care time. And I've given a podcast in the past about doing our dailies and trying to get five before you drive. That really helps when my schedule is consistent. But right now, my kids don't have to go to school or at least they don't have to go physically to school. They still have to go to school. And so the schedule is a little bit more upsetting. So we decided as a family that we were going to follow this recommendation and have a routine. And so even though they don't have to be to school at a particular time, we've decided that they're going to get up, we're going to do some family devotional things in the morning, and then they're going to do their chores, and then they're going to do their work. That's really helped me because I've been able to get up early, walk the dogs, do all of my dailies that I need to do before I drive. And having that schedule has really helped me be able to keep some normalcy in my life. So I would recommend that if you don't have a schedule, create one and try to follow it as best as you can. The second tip is to dress for the social life you want, not the social life you have. My daughter was so excited when she found out the school was not going to be held for the rest of this school year because she loves hanging out in her pajamas and just cuddling in blankets and cuddling and playing with the dogs. She just thinks this is amazing that she doesn't have to get dressed. I've done that too, a couple of days where I didn't have any obligations. And so I stayed in the same clothes. I didn't even take a shower I didn't even brush my teeth. I know that's gross. I didn't do any of that. And honestly, afterwards, I feel awful. I just don't feel good. So I, when I take a shower, I get cleaned up, dressed up, I feel better inside and outside. And so I love this idea because it's saying dress for the social life that you want. Dress as if you were going to have company come over. Dress as if you were going to go out to work or wherever you were going to go. Dress the way that makes you feel comfortable. Now, you can be like my daughter and get in her jammies and feel like that is amazing, and and I don't judge you. I find that when I take a shower, put on some clean clothes, brush my teeth, I feel better inside. It really can have an impact on our mood. Tip number three is to get outside for at least 30 minutes every day. Let the sun shine in. I know that you are probably very concerned, and depending on where you are, it might not be feasible for you to go outside when there's a lot of people outside, because I know that you might be concerned with contracting the virus. At the same time, going outside and getting some sunshine is really good for our physical body and our mental health. Getting some sunshine, looking up at the sky, breathing the fresh air. And so if you're able to do that for 30 minutes, try to find a time when there's not that many people around. When I walk my dogs in the morning, I go along the canal. I rarely see anybody at the time that I am walking. This morning I saw a runner 
and he was on the other side of the canal, and we just kept our distance, and it was it was beautiful. It was a beautiful morning watching the sunrise. So that is something you can do. Go outside and try to get 30 minutes of outsideness. That's totally not a word, but try to get 30 minutes of outsideness with you. Along with that, it's really important to try and take care of your physical body. When the gym is closed now, probably where you are, the gym is closed as well. So being able to go to the gym and exercise the way that I normally would doesn't work right now. And so I've had to find another way of trying to take care of my physical body. And so going out for a walk with with the dogs does help get some of that physical energy going. It helps me move. There are lots of free videos that you can look at on, on YouTube where people are doing workouts from home that you could follow depending on which streaming service you have. There are gym classes and activities that you can have or if you happen to have one of your old DVDs that you bought from a long time ago that was a workout, then put it in and let yourself just experience the, the goodness of getting your body moving. So we're just not sitting there all day long. I've talked before and I will continue to talk about how important it is to get connection. And this is another tip to reach out and have connection with other people. Every day I'm talking to friends on Marco Polo. I'm texting them. I'm interacting with the people in my own home. I'm trying to find ways to connect with them. The recommendation is at least 30 minutes of that. Now, as a therapist, I get a lot more of that because I'm sitting in session and talking to people every day. But it's a little bit different because I'm I'm working. The goal with this is to reach out, check in with, see how other people are doing, share some of your emotions, laugh together, cry together if you need to. It's been a really uh, beautiful thing for me as I've been struggling with some different things in my life that I have people that I can turn to and I can actually cry and they listen and they don't judge. It's wonderful and I'm so grateful for that. One of the things that we do with the guys that I work with who are trying to overcome sex addiction is I help them come up with a toolkit, a recovery toolkit. And I've actually had clients put a physical toolbox together like they use an actual toolbox that they got from the hardware store and they put things in it it doesn't have to be that it can be whatever you want it to be it can just be a tupperware container it can be just a manila folder it can be whatever you want but this self-care toolkit is things that you put in there to help you feel better and we want to use all five senses We want to use touch, taste, sight, hearing, smell. We want to be able to find things that help us feel comfortable and and bring us peace. So it could be a packet of hot chocolate or it could be pictures of family members that you really like. It could be a journal that you write in. It could be a weighted blanket. It could be just a coloring book with some markers, whatever it is. But you, you put this little kit together and it could be some of your favorite candy, whatever you want to put in there that just brings you joy. It's like the joy self-care toolkit. What brings you joy? And so on those moments when you're really kind of in a funk and you're just not feeling good, you can open up this box. You can open up this toolbox, pull the stuff out, get a reminder of what brings you joy and, and sit with that. I love that idea. And I've watched how the men have used that toolkit in their recovery, and I can see how that would really help someone who's struggling right now in this dark place of isolation and 
distancing that's taking place. I know that when I get super stressed, I can behave in ways that I'm not really proud of. When I was walking around the store a couple of weeks ago and there was nothing there, I could find myself getting a little bit angry and irritated. And so you may have noticed that there's other people who are a little bit more angry and irritated than usual. And that's probably because of what's going on. Anger is like the outer shell of a Tootsie Roll pop. And the inside, the soft part, there's usually a different emotion, and oftentimes it's fear. But the anger comes out because we don't really feel safe enough to talk about what our fear is, and so we hold that fear in, and we encapsulate it with anger and irritation, and then we treat other people in ways that actually we don't want to, like we don't, or we feel bad about the way we treat them. The tip with this is to give everybody the benefit of the doubt and recognize that, hey, we're all going through a hard time. Maybe they're just not coping as well as they, they have the tools to cope with right now. And I've been there. I've, I've maybe snapped at people and not been as kind as I would have liked to have been either. I can, I can understand that they might be under a lot of stress. Along with that tip is then asking yourself, well, how can I help? Are there people that I can reach out to? Are there elderly people? Are they running out of toilet paper? Are they, do they have enough food in their house? I can reach out, I can call them, see what they, they need and see what I can do to help them. We can, we can also find ways that we might be able to donate some of our food or our supplies to the food bank or whatever that they might need because at this time everyone is struggling so we can find a way to reach out and be of service to other people. There are times when it's really important just to find your own retreat space. I came home the other day from work and there was a fort built in my living room with blankets all over the place and I thought for sure that my 13-year-old had made it but it turns out it was my wife. She had made the fort. It was fort day, apparently. And so she decided she wanted to make a fort. And she set it up and she sat in there and she did her work that she needed, her homework and other things that she's working on. And she told me it felt really nice just to be in my own little fort for a while. It really helped me just to feel safe and secure in there. So go build a fort. Even if you're 60 years old, go build a fort. Go get blankets and pillows and cushions and scarves and bean bags and, and sheets and ropes and whatever and build a fort and sit in there and just enjoy the reminiscence of being a little kid again and just finding joy and being in a space that's your own. We've talked a lot about connection and I think that's really important. These wounds, attachment wounds of loss and rejection abandonment, neglect in particular, those wounds can be pretty raw right now, especially if we've had a lost a loved one because of the virus or just because I had a co-worker whose mother-in-law died, not because of the virus, but just because she was elderly and she wasn't able to attend the funeral. The funeral was televised and she wasn't actually able to go. So there's a loss there. And so recognizing that these wounds might be a little tender right now, they might be a little more raw than usual, and recognizing that with them, core beliefs get activated and they're usually not true. Shadows of shame can show up and just hijack you in an attempt to try and make you feel better, but it never works. So be aware of the attachment wounds and how they might be raw. 
and find a way to do wound care during this time. Write in your journal, say kind things, practice self-compassion. The more and more that I do this work in finding peace, the more and more I'm realizing just how powerful self-compassion is, to be kind to ourselves, not to be judgmental, not to beat ourselves up, but to be kind to ourselves. When we can practice kindness, it makes us kinder people. We can be kinder to the others who need that kindness too. All of us are stressed right now, and we could really use some kindness and some love right now. Be kind to yourself when things aren't going the way that they're supposed to. There's a concept called radical self-acceptance, which means that you just accept everything that's going on about you, yourself, your situation in your life without judgment, without blame, without anger, without the shadows of shame hijacking you, and just to sitting with that and saying, this is what it is. And how can I find peace and joy and love in this situation? Where can I find the light in a place that feels so dark? So I'd love to hear how you are doing that. What are some of the ways that you are finding light in a world that feels so dark? We can get bombarded with the messages that it's never going to end, and why is this so difficult, and this is just a hoax, and this is just dumb, and there's a lot of negativity that's coming up. Underneath that, it's because there's a lot of fear. There's so much fear that's taking place right now. And so what can you do to be able to shine some light in this dark place. One of the ways that I've been able to find is that I've been trying to play more. It's given me an opportunity to be able to pull out some of the board games that I really like. And my kids do not like board games. And I would love to just call over some buddies and say, hey, come over, let's play some games. But right now I can't do that. But I love board games. I've always loved board games. From when I was a little kid and my cousin and I would play clue together just the two of us which honestly doesn't work out that well with just two people but we did we played clue and it was it just brings back joy so now is a time where you can work on maybe a project or play a game that you haven't been able to do for a while there's time to do it so if there's a puzzle you want to put together or i have three sinks that need some faucets replaced now is the time to do it i don't have any excuse i can fix those whatever you want to do to spend some time doing something that maybe you've been putting off because you haven't been able to do it. That, I think, would be amazing. That can include doing something artistic. That could be something expressive. It could be something creative. Our brains thrive on creation. It's part of who we were born to be. We were born to create things. So try to create something and see how you feel. Share it on Facebook. Share it on Instagram. Share it on social media, the things that you've created. Try to find humor in all of this. Try to find light and laughter. I've heard many times that laughter is the best medicine. And there have been people who've just found a way to laugh for 30 minutes a day or however long, and they swear that it's actually changed their life. It's healed them from major illnesses. And, and I don't know the research to back that up, but I, I do know that laughter does release chemicals in our brain that helps us feel more joy and happiness. And so if there's a joke or a movie that brings you laughter or whatever you can do to laugh during this difficult time, I would encourage you to do that. Many of my friends have said the quote, this too shall pass. And when they say that, I'm like, yeah, but how long is it going to take? Because like, it'll just going to be like forever. 
or is this really going to not be that long? And they say, it's going to it's gonna get better. It's an act of faith. When we remember the three core emotions that we talk about in the Finding Peace workbook, anger, fear, and sadness, the opposite of all of those are faith, hope, and love. And so it gives us an opportunity to practice faith that it is going to get better. We have no evidence to support that it's going to get any better, but we're going to believe that it too shall pass. We're going to hope that things are going to be restored. We're actually going to hope that things are going to be even better than they were now because this has really forced us to change the way that we look at things. And it may actually ignite some changes in the way that we handle things in the future that make things better. So we can hope for that. And love, the most important of the three, I think, is to just be loving and kind to ourselves and others. When we can do that, we can endure anything. So hopefully you've been able to get some tips from how to survive the coronavirus, the epidemic, and the lockdown that's taking place where you are. I'd love to hear how you are coping and what kind of things that you are doing. So please share it with me. You can email me at troy at troylove.com. As always, you can also pick up your book, A Year of Self-Love. It's available on Amazon. It's a daily reminder of how we can practice self-love and compassion, and I would wholeheartedly recommend it. Yes, I know I wrote the thing, but I got to tell you that I pick it up, and I open it up to the day, and it is exactly what I needed to hear that day. It's a beautiful thing because I realized that I had a lot of help from the universe in writing this book. And the universe knew what I needed to hear as well. And so me picking it up and and flipping it to the day and just reading it and like, oh, yeah, I needed that today. I really did. So go pick it up. It's on Amazon. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful time that you can love. And remember, this is going to get better and all things are going to work out. And may you be at peace always. You've been listening to the Finding Peace podcast. If you loved the show or want to ask a question, let us know by going to troylove.com. There, you can also learn about the Finding Peace 5-Day Challenge. Remember to subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss the next episode. And if you are listening on iTunes, please give us a 5-star rating. It helps other people find this podcast more easily. Thank you for spending part of your journey with us. Copyright Finding Peace Consulting.